0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Visionary People where you can hear relatable stories that are uplifting and motivating. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Thank you for being on Visionary People Podcast. Go ahead and introduce yourself, please.
1: Uh, Yes, Uh, my name is Greg Goods. Um, a lot of people know me as Greg the Egg on all of my social platforms. Uh, I have a podcast called On The Spot Podcast that just started uh, roughly mid-September. I'm um, talking about sports, um, entertainment, music, you name it, comedy. And it, it's, it's been been—it's been crazy just kind of figuring everything out. I'm, I'm a broadcast journalism major. It's my senior year, I'm getting ready to graduate major. So yeah, just trying to find me a job and, Find me a career, kind of find me a
0: uh, find me a, a, a place to be. There. And it's really handy to just even be in the space. Or okay, thank you uh, for sharing that. Do you um, is that your main living? Um, is that what you do for a living? Just the podcast, or are you working somewhere else too?
1: Oh uh, no! Nah, um. Yeah, yeah. The podcast ain't really paying no bills, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I uh, I'm a desk assistant for the uh for my for my dorm on campus. I uh, write a few articles for uh, an internship that I'm at. It's online. It's called Deceptive Speed. We write different articles for uh, the college um, that I attend. Um, I also do a lot of uh, game day um, commentary. Well, before pandemic, I was doing game day commentary, um, play-by-play commentary for for the women's basketball team um, at the school as well. So I was just doing that and, and figuring stuff out, uh, the podcast thing. I kind of just did that, uh, honestly, uh, because I was just mad that I wasn't getting a lot of opportunities in the newsrooms. So I was just like, okay, I might as well just create my own lane because there's a lot of people that, that's getting picked over me that I know um it's not as good as me no offense to anybody else i just felt like my my talents weren't getting uh, appreciated so i said you know what well let me let me just make this and put this on my resume and Mm -hmm. um, we'll see how this goes and it's been it's been great it's one of the greatest decisions i've ever made um just starting up this podcast instead of just waiting for an opportunity
0: right um so um do you think you'll be able to um, get to a place where you can actually generate some income out of this podcast or is it something that you're doing to just have on your resume to kind of build up your journalism um, career
1: um i think going into it i I really kind of expect i wasn't really expecting um any income to come out of it i really didn't realize how much income was coming out of people that were podcasting like on, on a level um, so I was just kind of doing it for the resume purposes and just to kind of show people like, hey, yo, like you know, the, pe- the people that you picking over me, they're not doing the things that I'm doing. Uh, so mm-hmm. give me a chance. Um, but as soon as I dropped like the second episode, I just saw the great feedback, and then I started getting support, and then there was there was some income um, that was coming into it. People were kind of supporting on anchor and, and and the ad revenue that you kind of get, just even the small ad revenue that I do get right now. I looked at it, I was like, okay, this is this is something that I can do even even when I get that big job that I want. Um, mm-hmm. This is something I don't have to give up on. I, I put a lot of time into this and, and it's grown um, pretty fast for, for the short period of time that I've been doing it for the past couple of months. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. definitely trying to keep this podcast for the long haul, even when I get this big job that I'm trying to get or this career that I'm trying to fit myself into. This is definitely something that I can see myself getting some extra income out of.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Seems like it's a pretty um, competitive field that you got yourself into with journalism. Is that something that um, you're kind of noticing that it's it's hard to get into, like you said?
1: Yeah, I really didn't realize um, how competitive it was um, because mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to school. I didn't really go to school for journalism at first. I, I had in high school. I had no idea that was what I was going to do. Um, I grew up as a musician. I played the saxophone, I still do. Um, But I came in as a music major and I thought, okay, I'm I'm gonna be a music major. Until I realized that um, just because, you know, just because you're you're really good at something doesn't mean that's something that you love to do uh, on a a certain aspect. So once I realized Mm -hmm. that, um, once I realized the thing that I really wanted to be in was media and that music was the real reason of why I wanted to get into the TV aspect of the entertainment aspect. I was like, okay, let me get into broadcast journalism. But yeah, the field is very competitive. Um, people say it's oversaturated, and, and we're in, we're living in a day and time um, where no, no, I'm not going to say anybody can be a journalist, but if you have a phone and you can record and you can say words, you are a modern day journalist, even when you don't think you are. You know. Uh, informing mm-hmm. the people on Twitter, and informing the people on Instagram, you are in fact a journalist if you're going to report on something, anything that happens um out in the world, you, you can record it. You don't necessarily need a, a badge or or a mark next to your profile. So that's what makes it a lot more competitive because you're you're not only competing with um, people that are actually trying to get the job. When you post these articles and you want to be as fast as you can, you're competing against the common person that's going to see it first as well um so it's yeah very um it's, it's very competitive but it's not about uh, what you do it's, it's really about who you know it's all about networking um, it, yeah if you find absolutely that right, if you find that right person it makes your job a whole lot easier and, and, it, and you skip a couple steps or, or, along the way uh, that you wouldn't mm-hmm. even have to uh, go through um uh, when you know right people so yeah
0: so how are you networking um right now um how are you that profile portfolio of like networking people do you have like a mentor do you have people that you're kind of um have around your corner that you can connect you with other people too
1: yes um going into it i've I was really terrible at networking because I I just hated to just, you know, ask different people certain things. Or I didn't. Going into a new field that you really don't know much about, you don't want to ask those dumb questions or you don't want to make it seem like you're just not intelligent at all. Um, But um, I just had to grow myself out of that and and start on a board level. People that are closer to my age, people that are like, you know, in their 20s that are just getting started into the field. Um, I have uh, one one kind of mentor Dion. He kind of put me into different spaces that I need to be in um, the the National organization the National Association of Black Journalists as a group um, that mm-hmm. I'm a part of that's really helped me. Um, Kayla, she works for one of the one of the channels for, for Good, one of the affiliate shows for Good Morning America um, over in mm-hmm. Houston um so anytime i can pick their brains and they can put me in different situations i pick up the phone and say yes i'll do it um so they're they're, they're really great and i and even to this day when i do podcasts uh, um even just reaching out to different people people loving my content and, and building that relationship with um, certain individuals that uh, i would have never thought i'll be talking to uh, because of podcast. Mm-hmm. so just establishing that that connection that you have, even after an interview, has been really key to my success, especially this semester. This big past four months as well. Yeah,
0: yeah that's nice. Um, yeah, that's great. I think it's important to get a um, networking, and especially within that industry. So it's nice that you're in that organization. Um, but I, uh, when were you? As a child, were you always interested in becoming a journalist, or were you it, did it kind of just fall into your your lap when you were in college?
1: Um, yeah, I had no no idea as a, as a child. I had no I had no urge to ever even think about journalism. Nobody in my family's a journalist. Um, nobody's mm-hmm. there in the media. Um, really, what it was was uh, my mom was a microbiologist, a scientist, and my dad, he was a band director for middle uh, schools and high schools in the area. Um, so I was playing instruments since I was like three years old. So that was really just been the path that I was on. I was, you know, there, three all the way to 18. My whole trajectory in life was just to be a musician, play the saxophone um play different instruments, um, go to stop, go to school for for me. um even it got to the point where when I got to high school and I had counselors, counselors really weren't talking to me because they just kind of put two and two together. It's like this man is talented to do this, that and the other. I was really um in love with film scoring. I wanted to do film scoring um and, and do soundtracks for for uh, like movies and, and films and stuff like that. So I really wanted to be in that space, Um, but nobody ever sat me down to say, what did I really like to do? I was just
0: doing Uh things that
1: I was just really good at. And just saying, okay, I like this because I'm good at it, not I like this because I I truly love the passion. I hated practice, I hated doing things like that, but I just thought thought that was what came with everything. Nobody was gonna like everything about um, your career field. But once I got to college, um, granted, I didn't go to the college I wanted to go to. I was supposed to go to you know, but out-of-state fees were crazy. Uh, so it brought me back down home. And it was just a reality check that, you know, even in college, um, I was experiencing the same things in high school. In high school, um, I used to hate different things. And my parents or my teachers would be like, well, in college, you'll be, uh, in college, it, it won't feel this way because you're going to be I'm doing the things that you actually like to do. This is going to be your career field. So you don't have to worry about the math and the science or whatever. As soon as I got to college, I still felt the same way. And that's what kind of triggered some red flags for me like, okay, this is something I'm supposed to love to do. But I still hated the way I did in, in high school. Although I'm great at it, I'm not failing anything. Um, so uh, it, it just came to a point where I just sat down with myself and said, Greg, what, what, do you, what do you do when you're not playing music? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? and literally my you know everything pointed to me always watching sports me watching uh, television shows of sports analysts um, different sports journalists I'm always watching them when I'm not playing my instrument um, so once I realized once I realized that's what I do on my, my downtime I said okay let me try this let me let me see how this feels and once I got into that career field and once I started taking those classes all it took was about a couple hours for me to realize, okay, this is what I this is what I need to do. And I think what made me realize this was my calling um, was when when it was time to edit different things, when it was time to work on stuff that people just hated, I loved it, and I just mm-hmm. I couldn't stop, and I, it didn't feel like work to me. And that was when it kind of clicked for me, like this is this is it, this is it, right here. This is what i was been trying this is the calling i have you know um, music can be my passion but i feel like journalism and and editing and and doing all this stuff uh, for the podcast and that that's my calling and um, that Mm -hmm. i I was glad i was able to to do that granted there's a lot of people in my life um, especially my parents they were not the happiest uh, people in the world Mm -hmm. when i switched over um definitely my dad um it took him a minute to just kind of transition to that process of me not being a a music major anymore um but um, Mm -hmm. I chose journalism on on the basis of I didn't want anybody to um get blamed for my decision a lot of people want to point fingers of why I do different things that I do especially being an only child so it's one of those Mm -hmm. things where it's like okay oh I, I never wanted it to be like oh yeah he chose journalism because there was somebody in this group that was um you know leading him here, leading him there. He followed this person. No, I, I wanted to do journalism. I chose journalism because there's nobody um, in my family, nobody in my outskirts that that does it. So you have no choice but to say, this was Greg's decision. This was my personal decision. There was nobody that influenced my decision. This was all me. Um, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad that I'm rocking with it and I'm glad I was able to uh, just Put my foot down and just say, "Hey, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, or the majority of it."
0: Okay, that's nice. So, did you um, talk a little bit about how you started up your podcast? How was that process like?
1: Oh man. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll say it's it's really been the making and the process. I think twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, I had the idea of a podcast. Um, I wanted to do it the traditional route, have a person. Um, with me I have a co-host or something and um, I had one for a hot minute our schedule just never could line up to just consistently do one and then post one and he wanted to do a couple episodes before airing the first one he was a little timid um, so that kind of that kind of dropped off um, and then 2020 hit a lot of things happened but I really uh, wanted to do this podcast I just couldn't find a host. I couldn't find a consistent host. And it was really kind of nerve-wracking. It was kind of getting on my nerves. And finally, I just kind of had visions of what I could do. And one of those was like, drive times with Greg, like I'll drive while recording or something. I was just trying to think of anything. But then I was just like, you know what? What if I do, what if every time I make a podcast, um, I have a conversation with somebody, one of my fans, one of my audience kind of engaged with them. Um, so that's when I started doing on the spot. I started asking um, random, somewhat silly questions um, on the spot, randomly. They didn't know I was going to call them. Uh, well, they knew I was going to call, but they didn't know when or where I was going to call them at. And just say a simple question like, hey, how do you feel about this? Or, how do you feel about that? And they get their initial response so they don't have a, a premeditated response to it and, and it kind of just makes things um go pretty smoothly so i had that vision and um i was sitting on it for a couple months and then finally um i think i had like a, i read like a tweet or something like yeah if you don't start a year from now i mean if you don't start if you don't start right now a year from now you're gonna regret you know what i mean you, Like time is just always gonna pass by if you just sit on, on different and so in September, uh, well, I'll say in August, once I realized I didn't get the internship that I wanted and I kind of got frustrated, I was like, you know what, let's go ahead and start it. Um, started in September, uh, making different color schemes, logos, just the whole nine. And, and I was really kind of nervous on how it was going to come out and, and how it was going to play out. But, um, I just knew that, um, I was going to be able, you know, I, I just knew that once I get the first podcast out, there's always going to be room for improvement. So I, I just needed, I needed to go ahead and start now. Um, everybody talks about podcasts, it's being oversaturated, um, a whole bunch of people are doing podcasts, everybody in Mama has a podcast out there, um, but, what I, yeah. <laughs> but what I say to them, You get a podcast, you get a yes, podcast. Get a podcast. Yes, yes, yes. It's really, it's really, bad. And, and it made it more discouraging to even start because the longer I waited, the, the more people I started seeing with podcasts, including my personal friends. And I'll say, okay, none of my personal friends got mm-hmm. podcasts. Yeah, okay, yeah, how do I stand out? And into mm-hmm. that I say consistency is what's gonna make you stand out. Everybody starts a podcast, but it doesn't have that, that drive to keep going and, and consistently mm-hmm. drop something weekly. You know, some people start off strong for yeah. the first four weeks and then they're done. Some, you know, every everybody that starts a podcast is not going to be as diligent as you, or promote like you, or or engage with their audience like you. So if you just keep that drive, that same intensity that you had the first week, let's see how it plays out. So I told myself I'm going to commit to 16 weeks, and we're going to see um, how far I've grown from 16 weeks. I'm at like week third, week 10 now. So I'm um, looking mm-hmm. back at it. I already see the growth so that's what keep that's what motivates mm-hmm. me to continue um to to do it um and, and plus i love what i'm doing and plus this is part of my career path a lot of people they're not doing they're doing this as a hobby so they don't have the the pressures of making it successful i mean if they they're just mm-hmm. doing it
0: just yeah to, you know, I...
1: kill some time We were in quarantine you know why not um so for me yeah
0: i totally agree with so, you yeah so for me it's just
1: like okay yeah this this is this is the path I want to be in you know this is kind of like the, the career mm-hmm. thing so I, I have no choice but to, to be great in something like this so that, that's that's kind of how the podcasting came about especially man um it really just told me I really learned that you you, you don't um, have not having a co-host it's is, is pretty difficult but it's not impossible mm-hmm. and that's what I learned mm-hmm. out of that I was like okay there's there's other ways to do it and, and once you get a co-host that's cool but it told me my mentor was like okay
0: yeah you, you, you don't need one there's other ways to do it mm-hmm. yeah I think it's you're able to um, perfect your skills when you are able to do it on your own with no co-host versus with the co-host because you have a crutch that you can kind of um, rely on when you have someone when you have someone there so I think it's important that you know, if you want to go into journalism or if, so, if this is something that you want to do for a longer time, um, that you get comfortable with, with just being by yourself and navigating and hosting and, and just, you know, finding um, finding ways to engage your, your audience. And also the topic that you talk about, um, being very well versed with that and, and kind of seeing you know, the, the amount of improvement that you've been able to do from the first podcast you've done to to now and what you're learning every time, so good for you. Um, how can you talk about any kind of obstacle that you've faced um, when you started your journey into this um, journalism major?
1: Um. Okay, one of the first, I think, one of the first things, one of the first obstacles that I've had was, I think, one, I think, I think the first thing was being put into a box, just kind of being put um, in one particular way. And granted, once you once you end up uh, in the career field that you want to be in, um, it is recommended that you, you know, stay in, in one little niche but off rip in college uh, I didn't have the guidance on where I wanted to be. Um, some people said man uh, you, you you look good for camera and then there was other people that just said man you have a nice voice for radio and then you have other people that was just like oh man but you write really well. Um, so it's <laughs> like <laughs> okay uh, it's just a lot of people that are just trying to pull you in, in different directions and uh-huh. I think one of the first obstacles I, I had to face was uh, when it came to internships, do I accept the one that I want? like you know, do I wait for the the right one? Like do I, do I wait for the one that I really want to to accept me? or do I grab the internship that wants me and and play it from there? I, I definitely toggled through um, the the written journalism internships versus waiting on that broadcast journalism internship that I really wanted. And, and going out there, mm-hmm. um, granted, the written one is going to pay me. The broadcast one is in another state, and I'm not getting paid. You know, so it was just like, man, what do I? Oh, what do I do? Granted, I have family over there, and they can take mm-hmm. care of me, and that's a great experience. But man, they're they're paying me, and they actually want me, you know. So I I, mm-hmm. I learned to go where you are appreciated, go where you want, go, where you are wanting, um, and they will take care of you a lot better, and, and I learned that, okay, even when you write, you know, you will still have opportunities to be a broadcast. Even when you're in radio, mm-hmm. there will still be time for you to have cameras on your face. We're just in a, we're in a time where everybody's gonna have a camera in their face, no matter where, no matter what side of journalism you fall on. Um, a lot of people, um, because I was really heavy into sports, they kind of just grouped me into sports, um and kind of downplay kind of downplay how well i could do our cover news like i could do i could do mm-hmm. investigative um, journalism i could do different things like that so just uh you know going and doing internships that i'm not really fond of but i can do was needed for me to do like i had to break out of that shell i needed to go and do investigative journalism mm-hmm. so my employer knows that i can do it not just because i want mm-hmm. to so um, just being versatile and being open-minded for opportunities um is definitely one of the obstacles i had to face because you know if you're if you're stubborn you, you just kind of be in the box and, and you would never really know um all the things you could do you never know what you fall in love with, uh, fall in love with in this industry and i had no idea that i, I love the way i play commentary had i not been open-minded enough to
0: um, yeah
1: um go and put a suit on and then put some headphones on at, at a basketball arena With people, I had no—I didn't even know their names. Everybody had weird last names, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't know." You're on live television, trying to pronounce these names and make sure that they're right. You know, it was nerve-wracking, but I loved it after the the process. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'm glad. Okay,
0: can you sum up in one word um, what your vision for your life is?
1: Uh, One word: happy. A lot of people can be successful in this industry. I feel like a lot of people can make a lot of money in this industry. And with me, I just want to be happy in my industry. Of course, I want to get paid and I want to do everything that, that comes with it. I want to be successful. But if I'm not happy in what I am doing, I felt like I made the wrong decision mm-hmm. because I could have been unhappy as a musician and be just fine. You know, I could have been unhappy as a musician um being in this mm-hmm. in this field i want to be success uh, you know in my mind i feel like i can be successful um i feel like i can make money out of this but if i had to pick one word definitely happy because at the end of the day um money and success does not buy happiness man um being doing the things that you love to do and and it not feeling like a job that's what's going to make me happy um and being able to you know of course Spend time with my family and, and do different things
0: like that. Um, yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's very important. I think many times people go into a field because the, their family have some um, expectations or they just think that that would make them money and success and be successful and they're miserable, you know. But it's hard to find, it's also hard to find something to do that you actually like um doing and then get paid for it too so good for you that you're following that and do you have anything more to add before we conclude our recording
1: um, any of my journalism people anybody that wants to be in the media space if i had a a word of advice for them i would say don't don't let things discourage you um you're in an industry where you're going to hear 20 no's before you hit your first yes Mm -hmm. so don't let that don't let that discourage you um if you feel like you're not getting the the kind of recognition that you deserve um sometimes it's best to create your own content create different things um, for yourself you don't need a big news media behind you all the time to uh, validate your success. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your own personal success, your own personal goals, um, they can speak volumes and you never know what that can do and where that can take you. And when you do personal things, you're able to do things, um, you can do what you wanna do. There's no restrictions. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not things um, that's clouding your judgment. You're, you're, there's not a boss behind you that's telling you um, what you can and cannot take. Um, so, for anybody that's up and coming, um, getting ready to graduate, don't really know what to do and they're not really getting the internships, I would say, hey, grind grind on your own, uh, find different things, uh, find different things out there. Um, there's a lot of different opportunities that you can you know, get into and don't get discouraged um, because um, this, this is the field that we're in, it's very competitive. so. Uh, you know, find things that people are not talking about. Don't just go in and do the mainstream stuff, the popular stuff, because that—that—that that, that is what oversaturation is. Not necessarily podcasting or being a journalist. That's not oversaturation. It's the content that you're putting out. Um, so find different things that people are not really talking about, but it's still interesting. Be unique. That's what keeps you. Um, that's what kind of stands um, good people and, and, and great people when it comes to this um, industry. So. You know, mm-hmm. hey let's let's eliminate the word oversaturation i say that all the time um it's it's you know it's not a myth but it, it can definitely you know definitely pay di- uh, dividends towards the end of your career so That's, that's all mm-hmm. I'm
0: saying. yeah that's for sure um thank you so much for joining me on the podcast um do you have social media handles that you want to um give us before we go
1: Oh, yeah, if you want to follow me, uh, follow me at uh, Greg the Egg with three G's at the end. Um, that's my personal. But if you want to listen to the podcast that I have on the spot, we do talk about sports music and entertainment. Um, it's very funny, very, uh, you know, crazy stuff. You can be a caller on there as well. We do cash prizes, and too. too. Uh, that is called at OTS Network on all platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. At OTS Network, uh, we drop I think once a week every um, every Thursday, and you know that, that, that those are the handles for, for me right now.
0: All right, thanks, Greg, um, for being on the podcast again.
1: My pleasure. Well, thank you, thank you for having me.
0: If you like what you hear so far, make sure you subscribe so that you can be notified each week of a new episode that is being uploaded. Share with your friends and family and let me know if you'd like to share your story. As always, see you next week and thank you for listening.